0: Welcome to the Her Vibe is Pretty podcast, where you'll be guided on how to step up
1: into your evolved woman, design your dream life, and start living it. Let's Let's get get vibey. Hey, hey, welcome back to this week's episode of Her Vibe is Pretty. We are gonna start today's episode, as we always do, with what we are feeling high vibe about this week. So Sarah, what are you feeling high vibe about today?
0: I am feeling high vibe about About my walks. So, I, you guys hear us talk about alignment before action on the podcast quite a bit. So, if you're new to the show, what that is, it just means like before you take any action, you have to get into alignment with your highest self. So, to sum that up in easier to understand terms, that basically just means get into a place where you feel really, really good, where you feel high vibe, inspired, expansive turned on, whatever like high vibe means to you before you take any kind of action in your life, in your business, in your career, whatever it is. And so I've always really embodied alignment before action. And recently I've been combining the two. So I've been taking action while in alignment. So actually this reminds me of my second thing I'm about. I'll share that in a second. But anyways, so my walks are aligning. I love taking walks, especially in the fall time. And if you guys watched my stories the past couple of weeks in Michigan, it looks like fall, but it doesn't feel like fall. We're getting really warm weather, which is very, very odd for Michigan, but we are. Anyway, I love taking my walks and seeing all the beautiful colors and I love working while doing them. So I'm combining the alignment and action. So what I've been doing is I've been taking walks as I respond to clients, as I respond to my team, as I respond... To DMs and, and on Instagram. And today I actually started posting stories, like tidbits of wisdom, as I'm on my walks. And it's felt really, really, really good. So combining alignment and action is very powerful. I highly recommend trying it out. The other thing that's making me feel vibey lately is also playing into something that we talk about on the show a lot, which is morning routines. So morning routines are freaking amazing. And if there is one thing that you do in the morning, just one thing, I highly recommend it be not touching your phone for however many minutes you decide. Maybe it's just five minutes. Maybe you just don't touch your phone for the first five minutes. Maybe you wake up and drink a glass of water and like just chill in bed for five minutes. Maybe you start there or maybe you don't touch your phone for the first hour. I started slow and I've built up this practice and it always feels really good to do my morning routine before checking emails, texts, and especially before getting on social media. Yes. However, this week I've stepped it up and it's been making me feel so effing baby. So once again, highly recommend just trying it. I was actually talking to one of our listeners this morning and she was like, yeah, I saw you post that and I'm absolutely going to start embodying this. So what I've been doing is I'll get up, I'll do my morning routine. So I'll get into alignment. And then before I touch social media, I will knock one to three things off of my to-do list. So I usually try, I've been trying lately to not put more than six things on my to-do list. If I get those six things done and I still have energy, I'll do more. So I've been trying to do one to three of those things before I click the Instagram button or the Facebook button or the email button. And you guys, absolute game changer. Like, seriously, because then you, you're at this point where you're like, your morning routine's done, you're you're meditated, you're feeling aligned, you're feeling inspired, and then you're feeling successful as fuck because you just got one to three things off your to do list done and it's like 10, 11 a.m. And so that just like sets you off on such a high note. And like, it, it really has helped with. All of us have the, I'm not doing enough voice for the most part. I would say like 9999999 percent of humans have that voice and we work on it a lot. It's like, I am really dedicated and devoted to shifting the limited, limiting belief of I'm not enough and it still comes up. So doing this really helps silence that I'm not enough belief because it's like you get one to three things done so quickly. By morning time. So it's like the rest of the afternoon is just like, well, it is, it's enough. Like I got shit done this morning,
1: which is amazing. And it just takes the pressure off. Yeah. Wow. I feel I feel high vibe just from listening to you talk about it, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the best hack. Yeah, I've I've gotten out of that habit. I was really, really good about it last year. And I have just slowly crept my way back into mm-hmm. checking my phone first thing. And I need to be better about that as well as like just the mind mindlessness of scrolling.
0: Yeah. And
1: you know, we all know totally, <laughs> we're all guilty. I,
0: I seriously thought like I've come a long way since the beginning of my journey four years ago. I've come so far in not scrolling because in college, you know, it's always, I used to just sit in my bed and scroll for hours and it exactly. was very toxic and very time consuming. I've gotten way better. And yesterday when Instagram was down, it made me realize that holy shit, I still scroll more than I'm wanting to because yesterday I was so creative, so inspired, like got so ahead in work. And it was because Instagram and Facebook were down, which was a blessing in disguise for me.
1: Yeah, that's good. I, it definitely, yesterday opened my eyes to <laughs> how much I rely on Instagram and yeah. Facebook. And that alone was an eye opener for me. Yeah. It's just fascinating our daily lives. Like you don't even realize how much you are relying on something until it's gone and it's out of your control. Like there's nothing you can do about it, but. Yeah, that totally happened for all of us. Yes. Well, thanks for inspiring me to not get on my phone. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) You guys, seriously, like if you don't do
0: any other morning routine, just leave the phone down for five, 10 minutes, maybe even push it. And I'm sure like once you get past 10, you're going to be like, F that. Like
1: I'm so involved in whatever else I'm doing. I don't, and then you'll forget about it. And then yeah. Yeah, I'll just feel away from work. I know for me, what helped me when I was much better about doing that was not always having my phone with me. Yeah. And this kind of is like a tip for more like your entire day. But if your phone is right next to you, it's so easy to just grab it and oh, scroll. Easy. So yeah. when Jake and I would be, you know, having dinner together or watching Netflix together or whatever, I would leave the phone somewhere out of reach, you yeah. know, yeah. back in the kitchen table or whatever, or not if you're eating dinner, but if I'm watching TV, it's like, keep it in the kitchen table or keep it in the living room. Like keep it away. So you can't just impulsively pick it up and check things. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's like the best tip. So, all right, Mary, what are you feeling vibey about? Tell us.
1: So I'm feeling vibey about a couple things. Um, I just hired my first employee for Yoga Plus by Mary App (laughs) and just my business in general. And what I'm feeling vibey about is that we have made a pact that our work has to be fun. We agree to only work from that place. Like you kind of said, from alignment, but make it fun. Yeah, and having someone there to to either help remind me of that or help get creative and find ways to make our everyday work more exciting and a little Mm -hmm. juicier than normal has been such a vibe. I love that. That can be applied to anything, you guys. Like for me, I'm applying it to work. So, um, the deal, the yoga bundle, um, isn't available anymore. When you're listening to this episode live, but. I've been creating a ton of content for this and we've had so much freaking fun <laughs> creating Instagram posts and reels and trying all these incredible programs that are in the bundle and like doing new things and being goofy with it. And it's been a lot of fun and it's just, it's refreshing. I mean, yeah. that energy, no matter what you're creating or what you are doing, that energy can be felt by other people. Mm-hmm. So when you bring that lighthearted, fun energy to it, it just makes it more high vibey. So that's been the major thing that I've been loving this last week. Um, And it's just, I'm long overdue for getting some help in my business for sure. I'm so glad that was um, a big decision that I made and I'm very glad that I did. Hint, hint. (laughs) Hint, hint to today's (laughs) episode topic. Um, But it was a decision that needed to be made and I'm so freaking glad that I did. The other thing that I'm feeling high vibe about is I've been getting back into my breathwork practice. Mm-hmm. Not every day, but O M G, did mm-hmm. I miss that? Yeah. Um, I didn't practice breathwork throughout my pregnancy or postpartum for a long time until recently. So oh, I just missed it so much, and it's mm-hmm. just I'm I'm excited to get back in the group of that. So I've been doing yeah. that again. So. Yay. Such great. But now you guys know our big (laughs) secret of today's episode topic, which is how to make a big decision. So this is something that Sarah and I on a personal level, like come to each other and we're like, Hey girl, I've got a big decision. Like this is weighing on me. I'm not sure if I should do this. You know, this opportunity was offered to me. Should I take it? Should I decline it? And we, we come to with these big decisions and we work through them together. And we've also gotten messages from you guys of like, Hey, I'm for me recently, I just got a message in my DMS from a girl who's like, I'm feeling really called to join a teacher training program, but here are some of my limiting beliefs that are starting to creep up. You know, it, it's an expensive investment, but it's something I really love and want to do. And so I'm sure we are not alone when it comes to how do you make a big freaking decision? Yeah. So what Sarah and I are going to do for today's episode is we both wrote down our number one piece of advice. We have not told each other what this advice is, although we've had this conversation together. So I could probably guess that she's going to say she probably guessed it. <laughs> I was literally going to say, you're probably going to guess mine before I even say it. <laughs> um, but we're going to share our biggest piece of advice along with some actual steps that you guys can take to start implementing this advice when you have a big, big decision that's weighing on you. Yeah. So how about you go first, Sarah, and you share yours? Okay.
0: I want to add to like big decisions and hard decisions. I think a lot of the time they go hand in hand, but like when I think back at my big decisions in life, I would say like them being hard decisions is what stood out more. So my biggest piece of advice for making hard and big decisions is to look inward and focus on what's best for you. Like you have to, I'm going to say it again, look inward and focus on what is best for you. Not what's best for those around you, but what's best for you. You have to learn how to put your blinders on your blinders on to everybody's thoughts, words, actions around you. Everybody's everybody else's limiting beliefs, everybody else's conditioning. You have to put your blinders onto that and look in. And I know that this is really hard. A big piece of this is self-trust. If you don't trust yourself, it's gonna be really hard for you to look inward. So just some like supportive wisdom, work on the self-trust piece. If you quote unquote are indecisive, like I don't believe I used to identify with being indecisive for so long in my life. Well, I'm just indecisive, I'm just indecisive, I can't make a decision. That is a very false identity. Being indecisive is just nothing but conditioning and not trusting yourself. So I have like a couple of examples of this on looking inward, but there were... Okay, so I'm going to go back to my college days. Actually, this is like right after college. So my last year of college, I started bartending and I loved it and I made really, really good money. And then I graduated and you guys know, I moved to Spain. And once I got back from Spain, I started working for my dad and it was a desk job and it was part-time. And I had said before to so many people, I'm never going back back to bartending. I'm an adult now. I'm going to be adulting. I'm going to like work, you know, a job that's a desk job. That's like a more professional job. I'm never going back. And the opportunity arose very soon after I started that desk job to go back to bartending. And that was something I really struggled with. That was a huge, and this is before self-help mind you. Like I, this was like right when I was starting my self-help journey. So I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was looking outside of myself thinking like, okay, well, like what is my dad going to think? Well, what is, what is my, what are my family's thoughts going to be about me bartending again? What are my old college peers who are like moving into corporate jobs? What are they going to think if they come see me bartending? What, what is ever? I was thinking about like, what is everybody else going to think about me at the time? I wasn't looking inward at first. And it was really hard for me. I was going back and forth. This decision was driving me crazy. Like it was creating all this anxiety and the stress in my system. And finally a time came where I just had a, I was like literally forced at this point to look inward. And I was like, okay, well, what is like, Honestly, at the end of the day, I love my family and I loved everybody who surrounded me because there was of course, course, coworkers that I had at that desk job too. And I was like, what are they going to think? And, and the biggest thing too, was like, I already told so many people I was never going bar- back to bartending. What are they going to think about me when I go back to bartending? Cause I already swore off of it. I was so concerned with them. So finally I was just like, I need to just not fucking care. And I need to do what's best for me. And the thing is, you guys, and this is one more supportive piece of wisdom that goes along with this. If it's best for you, it's best for everybody else too. Even if it doesn't seem like it at the time. So like at this moment when I was choosing, because I ended up looking inward and being like, okay. Hour-wise, time-wise, like I was just starting nutrition school to become a holistic health coach. So I was nowhere near starting a business yet, but I was going back to school. So I'm like thinking about how much money I'm making per hour at this desk job compared to how much money I make per hour bartending which was like double triple what I was making. Right. The lesser amount of like I I was working maybe 25 hours a week. I would have to work maybe like maybe the same but I'd make like double triple and the hours were just more convenient. So I was like at the end of the day it's best for me financially and time-wise to go back to bartending. So I need to do that. And even though it was really hard for me to like admit to that and to make that shift and to go back to bartending, it was hard for me to like tell people at the time because, once again, this is all pre self help. So I was very like insecure about what other people were going to think. I looking back now, I realized that like because it was best for me, it was best for everybody else. Mm-hmm. If sad. I would have stayed in that job just because everybody else thought I should. Because I was quote unquote supposed to have a grown up job because I just graduated college and I have a bachelor's degree. If I would have stayed there, that would have been a disservice to the company that I was working for then. And this goes into everything. Like I just, as we were, as I was brainstorming for this episode, a couple more that came up was making the decision to, instead of get a nine to five job right after college, to move to Spain instead to teach English. I did not graduate like I was not a teacher. I never studied to be a teacher. I have a marketing degree from college. So, making that choice, making the choice to start my own business instead of like going to work for somebody, all of those things, my the biggest theme was like I had to turn inward. I had to focus what was best on, for me and looking at looking back at all of this now and looking from a higher perspective because it was best for me, it was best for everybody around me even if those people didn't really
1: realize it at the time.
0: So I use this with like breakups
1: too. That is such exactly. And that's exactly what I was just going to say. It has to do a lot with the jobs and it has to do with relationships. If you are not feeling aligned with where you are, you are not only doing a disservice to that other person or to that business, but you are doing it to yourself and you are holding a space that is meant to be for someone else. Exactly. Someone else would die to be in that job. Someone else would exactly. die to be in that relationship. Yes. Yeah. So if you are not happy with where you are, if it is not feeling aligned, it's hard to do because like, hi, people pleaser in me, like you don't want to let people down. It's mm-hmm. even if you're breaking up with someone. It still sucks if you're the one dumping them, still. You know, it's not right. a fun position to be in. You don't want to hurt anyone, mm-hmm. but you're doing them a disservice because someone else is meant to be in that role. Someone else is supposed to be in that position. Right. And you are preventing and blocking them from that. Yeah. And then you're blocking yourself from whatever you are meant to be doing. Right. I talk about this in breakups all
0: the time with clients. I'm like, listen, if you're not feeling aligned with the re- this relationship, you, even though your partner might not realize that this is best right now, even though your partner's mind might not be seeing or feeling what you're feeling, you, by you staying with that person, you are blocking their actual soulmate from entering into their life. Because you're feeling this way in your soul, it's also best for the person at the other end because all of our souls are connected. So I'm going to sum this one up. That was a little bit longer than I wanted it to be. But my biggest piece of advice for making hard or big decisions is to always look inward and focus on what's best for you. And the collective
1: will benefit from you doing that. I love it. That is such good advice. Let me hear yours. (laughs) So mine is basically very similar, but worded differently. And this is my go-to response to myself when I'm facing a big or hard decision, as well as if you were to DM me and ask me a question, this is most likely what I'm going to tell you. And it is to trust your gut and trust your intuition. Yeah. So very similar, turn inward. Hi, I am the queen of always looking for the answer outside of myself. Mm-hmm. That has been my pattern up until truly like within the last year, you guys. like This is something that I really like honed in on and started embodying and living in my everyday life when I make decisions. And it has made a world of a difference. Mm-hmm. You need to trust your gut. You need to trust your intuition. Your soul, your highest self, your evolved woman, your evolved man knows what's best for you. Yeah. It knows what's best for you. All you need to do is slow down, take a deep breath and listen, Mm -hmm. listen and feel. Okay. And so I have actual little tips for you because if I were to hear that a while ago, I'd be like, what the hell does that mean? I don't even know how to do that, you know? Um, But this is what I have done. And it is, I'm not kidding you guys. It has made making decisions so much easier. So one way that I like to tune into my gut instinct, my intuition is asking for guidance. I usually do this before I go to bed. Some people could call it like a meditation. You could call it a mantra. You could call it a prayer. I just say like, before I'm in bed, I'm like laying down, my head is on my pillow. I'm drifting off to sleep. And I'm just like, okay, I really, I have this really cool opportunity. Should I do it? Please give me the guidance so that I know what to do and I can make the right decision. And and I just let it go. That's it. I don't try to figure it out in the moment. I don't write a pros and cons list. I just say like, give me guidance on this decision, whatever it is. And then I wait for the answer to come. So I like to do that before bed. And I feel like, I don't know if it's like part of your subconscious mind or what, but it just like, the answers just feel so much easier the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know, we love meditation, breath work, yoga flows. So you could do the same thing with that practice as well. Yeah. Have that as your intention, as you go into a breath work session, as you go into your meditation practice or your yoga practice, because sometimes we can get so caught up in our heads about it. But when we give ourselves that space to move, to breathe, to like, let go, I feel like, do you guys ever feel like sometimes the best answers come to you when you're like in the shower? Yeah. Like, because you're, you're letting, you're letting it go. You're surrendering and you're allowing those answers from your intuition and from your gut to come to you. Yeah. So I feel like that
0: like best answers come to me when I'm not on social media. Like when I take right. intentional social media breaks or like yesterday, because you're not being distracted by the outside noise yesterday, so many ideas and so many like, Oh God, this is the answer came to me like some massive ones that I've been trying to figure out for weeks. And it's no, like, it's not irony that it
1: like was the day that social media was down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! Because again, we get we get so caught up, and then we're like looking for the answer outside of ourselves, which yeah, goes yeah. back to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And there's that book. It's called what is it called? E squared. Yeah, with the experiments. Yep. So in that book, one of the experiments, and Sarah, I don't know if you remember this. We might have talked about this on here before, but I was at like a fork in the road. I had to decide: Am I going to keep teaching yoga in person at a studio, or am I going to go full? blown into just my online yoga business. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling with a lot of the things we were talking about, that feeling of like letting the studio down or like letting my live students down and this feeling of like, what are people online gonna think? Like, is she even a legit yoga teacher? If she doesn't teach in person, she only teaches online, like she's a phony. And these, these thoughts of like what everyone else around me were like spinning through my head when I knew deep down in my guts I loved and I felt the most aligned when I was working on my yoga business, mm-hmm. when I was recording my classes, when I was interacting in the DMs with you guys, that yeah. was when I felt the most alive. Yeah. But when I was teaching yoga in person, I would get very stressed out. I'd get very anxious. I would like this, like the perfectionist in me kept coming out. Like I need to make this class so perfect. I need to make it so inspiring. I need to change everybody's life in my class. Like No one's going to want to come to my class if it's not the most amazing experience of their life. And it was just not doing me any good. I was just spiraling down this black hole. And one of the experiments in that E-squared book was about that. It's like, what's this decision? It was perfect timing to read this chapter. And it was all about tuning in and tuning into your own body and how you feel when you're making yeah. the decision. And this was probably the first time I asked her, I'm like, Sarah, help me. What should I do? <laughs> and she said the same thing like, turn inward and what feels best for you? Like, what do you want to do? And the answer was so obvious, you guys. But yeah. in the moment, it was so clouded by being that people pleaser, thinking of all the things I quote unquote should be doing instead of what I really felt aligned and inspired by. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm pretty sure my, actually my response to you was, Mary, it's so very clear. <laughs> that, like this is not, I did invite you to turn inward for sure. And I was like, do you literally feel sensations of anxiety every single morning you go to teach in person? Like that's not by mistake. That right. is your
1: soul screaming at you. You're like, hey, look inward, but. Um, so I off. can see your inward <laughs> coming exactly out. You <laughs> <laughs> your soul's spilling over right now. Like it's very loud. Exactly. And it's so funny because to you, looking from the outside in, it's so obvious. But when you're in that moment, it's like, yeah, it's so easy to feel clouded up and like weighed down Always. by stuff. And the yeah. other, the other example that I have is. So this was before I started my app. I was approached. We're gonna call him the shark because oh the shark. The shark. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about
0: the shark before on here.
1: Probably could do it again. This is a good a story. Good lesson for me. So <laughs> I get approached by the shark on Instagram. And this is before I had my app. This is literally like weeks after I quit my job. So I have zero income. I have no yoga business at this point. I'm just a, just trying to teach yoga in person and build an audience on Instagram. I had probably 5,000 followers at this point. And I get this DM from the shark and he is so impressed by everything I've created. He is this hotshot guy, business guy who has all this money. He has all these multimillion dollar businesses and he's so excited to Co work on this yoga app together. And he drives all the way here to meet me and for us to meet so that we can talk about this incredible yoga app that he wants to create with me. And you guys, from the first second, I had like a gut bad feeling. But by this time, I didn't have that trust to listen to that voice. All I was hearing were dollar signs and opportunity. And I'm like, I've got nothing else. So let's see what happens. So, I talk to the shark, we meet up. I we meet in a public place because I'm like, I don't trust this guy. I don't know this guy. He's literally a stranger from the internet, but I also don't want to pass up a great opportunity. And just red flag after red flag. like, I don't want to go into too much detail, but because it's kind of just weird, but like he, he was, ve- he would say very weird things. via get text message. He would text me at odd hours. Like he'd make awkward comments about like my relationship and like his relationship. And I don't know, it was just very out of line, but I just like kind of stayed professional. And I was just like feeling it out. And he ultimately like made me this offer for a lot of money, a lot more money than I was going to be making, um, that I was making it my job before. And obviously way more than I was making at the moment because I was making zero dollars and it was so tempting. And I was like asking, of course, everyone outside of myself, like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And thankfully I got some really good advice from a couple people, my dad being one of them. And he, he blatantly was like, do you really need the money? Like, sounds like you don't feel very good about it. Do you have to have this money? Like, can you pay your bills? Can you whatever? And I was like, oh no, like no, no, I don't have to have the money. I've saved for this. you know i'm I'm in a good spot, yeah, I'm not making money right now, but I have money saved. I don't need this. And he was like, "Well, then, yeah, I probably wouldn't do it if I were you yeah and and then the same, I had another friend, actually, she's now my sister's mother in- law, which is kind of cute, but she was over, and she said the same thing. She was like, "How does it feel in your body?" And I was like, "I don't know. It gives me a weird vibe i I, I don't know." And she was like, "Well, I'd listen to that, yeah." And that was the guidance I needed to like, know that even though I was so tempted and like this opportunity, like dangling carrot in front of my face, like I had this opportunity, but my gut said no. And I am so freaking glad. So I, I let him know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) long story short, I let him know, like, (laughs) thank you, but no thanks. Like I want to build my own yoga business where I'm like the primary person Cause he was giving me like a teeny tiny little cut of this business, but it was worth millions of dollars and all this stuff. And like, okay, whatever. So I'm like, no, thank you. I'm going to do my own app and my own business. And literally like the next week I am like talking to the app developers that I have now. So thank you universe. Um, but later down the road, this freaking shark is like threatening to sue me is like saying I stole his ideas. Like the biggest BS I've ever heard. And what a freaking shark. Yeah. I almost went into business with this guy. And even though like every alarm in my body was going off, I didn't have that trust yet. And like the trust that I have now, like now if I would have gotten a DM from that guy, I'd be like, um, bye forever, delete, like Mm -hmm. block. See you never. But we have the answer. (laughs) Always. Long way of saying we have the answer. Always. And sometimes things like that
0: happen. Like once again, we always say it and we always will for the rest of the show's existence, which will be forever until very die. (laughs) (laughs) But everything's happening for us in perfect timing. Mm -hmm. And that is a perfect example of this. And challenges are a catalyst for growth. So this challenge came into your life. It was literally the universe testing you,
1: Mm -hmm. being
0: like, all right, here's a sparkly, shiny, golden carrot. We're going to dangle it here. Are you going to take the temptation from the mind? Or are you going to drop into your inner wisdom and your inner voice and show us that you can do this on your own? Like you can get past the challenges. You can get past the shark because this is not going to be the only shark and it won't be like any of you who are entrepreneurs, you know, that there are lots of sharks and there are a lot of people who want to see you fail. Like it's just very natural. That's just kind of comes with taking the risk and following your dreams. So right. that was such a task from the universe. And it was like your first glimpse into like, oh, this is my intuition. So now like looking back, you can be like, oh, I remember what that felt like. And I'm going to use that as data for future
1: decisions that I have to exactly. make. And I'm glad to share this story with you guys because I'm, I'm saying it and I'm kind of like laughing about it now, but in the moment, like making that decision was so heavy. Like it was literally weighing me down. And then once I made the decision, I felt so much better. And then when all like his threats were coming, I was like freaking out you guys, because I'm a small one woman show business. Like I'm, I don't have lawyers that I can like send to defend me. And I mean, I guess you can hire that stuff. And I would have had to, if he really acted on it, but I want to share this story with you so that you guys can learn from my lessons from me going right. through it and making these decisions, so that you know you don't end up making a decision. Not that you can ever make a wrong decision, because like we said, right? You you learn from every, every path time. you go down in life, yeah. But it can also save you a lot of headaches and heartaches to just learn <laughs> from our yeah. examples here. Yeah.
0: One more I want to add because you had mentioned this at the beginning, and so I want to throw this one in there too. Is Somebody had reached out to you and said, oh, I'm interested in a teacher training, but I don't know. Like it's a big investment. So that's another one where I really had to, because you all know my stories of investing in myself. I have episodes on it. We talk about it. Like, I, When I started investing in myself, I was, well, let's see. I graduated college, moved to Spain, moved home from Spain, invested in nutrition school, but I don't really count that because I had a little bit of help. My first investment was my first business coach, which was like an amount of money I've never invested in myself unless it was college. Because, quote unquote, the mind in me was conditioned to believe that it's okay to borrow money for college and it's okay to, you know, get loans out for college and to put things on credit cards if it's college, because it's college. That's what I was conditioned to believe. But I was never like taught to think it was like okay to invest in help and support outside of college for business. Or the even bigger one that I want to bring in here is mental and emotional well-being. So my even bigger investment was in this 10-month intensive program that helped me heal my relationship to food in my body was when I was in my phases of binge and emotional eating. And I was never taught that it was okay to invest thousands of dollars to get help for something like that. So when I was facing that big decision of oh my god do i do this like i don't have the money in my bank account right now to do this but i know i can make it work somehow do i take that leap the mind in me was over here like fuck no like you're not allowed to do something like this you're only allowed to spend money on college and you're only allowed to take out loans for laptops and you're only allowed to make payments on cell phones like there's so much conditioning around like what we're quote unquote allowed to spend money on and In that moment, I really had to drop into my intuition and I had to let go of like everything I was taught. And I had to let go of my family's opinions and like what they thought I should and shouldn't do. Cause I heard them, like at the time, I was still talking to them about this. Like I heard them very loud and clear. And it wasn't what my intuition wanted to do. And my intuition, my body, it was like a full body, like I fucking need this. Like I'm so over the binge and emotional eating. I wanna do this and I wanna take it a step further and learn how to help others do the same and i listened to my intuition it was the best fucking decision i've ever made in my life looking back at it like joining that program was the best and i'm still in that position today like i'm still working with coaches i'm still investing in myself i mean that's like the number one thing that i like to spend my money on now is myself is investing in my mental emotional health my physical health like i love all things wholesome life mm-hmm. mental emotional spiritual physical and that's one that i really had to get away From the conditioning and from what others think is like acceptable for spending your money on, and what isn't, and I had to tune into my intuition and ask my inner voice, like, what do I want to spend my money on? What do I want to invest in? So, if if your person who is in your DMs is listening to this, you got to dive inward. Like, stop looking at the external factors. Stop listening to what you should and shouldn't do. Stop listening to the conditioned voices in your head, and dive in. Like. If deep down you desire to become a teacher and whatever teacher training, whether that was yoga, breath work, whatever it is, if deep down your soul desires that, then fucking do it. And you're never going to look back. Like you're going to make it work. You're going to make it happen. All is going to be well. And it's going to be the decisions you make from your soul instead of, and from your evolved self instead of from the conditioned mind are always the best ones. Yep. Always. So even you can write it down on paper too. Like that's another tip. Like write down all the thoughts that are coming up and start to observe them and be like, okay, which ones are mine and which ones are not mine? Like, which ones did I learn? Because a lot of times it's really easy to be like, oh, this thought of like, this is too much money that actually came from my dad's upbringing or my mom's upbringing or my grandma's scarcity or whoever it is. Like you can usually
1: decide whose thoughts are whose. Yeah. That's, that's so true. And I've, I had to do a lot of that. Like so I recently invested into breathwork training mm-hmm. and that was a big decision for me too because not only financially is it a big commitment, but it's also time and energy. I'm a new mom, I'm running a business like I'm trying to do all the things. and it was one where I sat with it and I did I took that moment to say like, okay, when I think about, doing this breathwork training and going deeper in my own breathwork practice, as well as sharing and facilitating it for other people. Like, how does that feel in my body? And even though there are a ton of reasons why I shouldn't have done it around me, the answer was ultimately yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm in it. I'm in the thick of it now it's not always easy. There are, you know, it's a lot of work and, but it's fun work. It's something that I actually enjoy and look forward to. And it's something I'm so freaking excited to share with everyone, you know, after I graduate from that. But it's that same idea of like turning inward and not listening to everyone around me. That's like, what are you crazy? Like you have a new baby. And it's like, yeah, I do. But I also have a really good, you know, it, there, there's reasons why mm-hmm. it works. Right. And But it could have gone the other way. Maybe I did tune into myself and listen and say like, should I do this? And the feeling was like dread and overwhelm. It's like, how does it feel in your body? And when you can start to get in tune with that, it makes it a lot easier to make these big decisions. Exactly.
0: So there you have it, you guys. That's how you make big, hard decisions. So if you're facing one right now, definitely apply everything we spoke about here and let us know how it goes and keep this in mind for future decisions. like Even though Mary and I have gone through this and we've realized this, we're always reminding ourselves of this as well. So hopefully you keep this tool in your back pocket, but know that your body always knows best and your soul usually communicates to you through feelings. So tune in and I hope that it helps guide you guys in life because I know it will as long as you live up to it and actually do it.
1: Yes. I'm so excited to hear about all the big decisions you guys are making. We love you so much. And we will catch you here on next week's episode of Her Vibe is Pretty. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.